What is up, guys? Welcome to Accountability, the Twitter Spaces show and podcast where we sit back, crack a cold one, and hold each other accountable in our personal and professional lives. Andrew, my co-host, meet him. Sorry about that. He runs his own marketing agency called Twilful and hosts a vlog series on his YouTube channel. He once dreamed of owning a Nissan Juke, which I just find kind of repulsive. Um, I don't know what kind of person wants that car to each their own. Everyone has their own taste, dude. But really, a Nissan Juke? Come on. Yo, I actually owned a Nissan Juke for a couple of years. Actually, I think we lived together when I got my Nissan Juke. I was pumped. So the reason that I wanted and dreamed about this car was when I was maybe a freshman in high school. I saw this commercial. This dude wore red dress shoes and was in a suit. And he got to the office but apparently forgot donuts or something. So he hopped in his red Nissan Juke that matched his shoes, like was whipping around downtown, jumps through the donut shop window, gets these donuts, hops back in his Juke, makes it back to the office and everyone loves him because he brought the donuts that is the reason why i wanted a juke <laughs> I, I never knew the story behind it you know to each their own it's a unique little car but uh I, i'm a car guy myself more of a truck guy but you know just not my style yeah man i feel you yeah no worries because i loved it i had it i did end up upgrading to a jeep and i love that too so it is what it is but now drake let me introduce you this is of course drake co-host here he owns and operates curb appeal and helps run a family hardware store plus he's still single so ladies oh. hit him up holla at you boy <laughs> yes i am wait for the right one i need i need i need the perfect woman but she hasn't come along yet but just gotta wait yeah keep looking man the world works in mysterious ways so she crossed my path I will keep hoping that that does happen someday for you. Yes. Maybe she'll join this Twitter spaces and we'll click. Oh. We shall see. That'd be great. Well, anyways, thanks for, thanks for the introduction, Andrew. Um, we'll hop straight into it. Um, one of the main, main, main aspects of this show is sharing a beer with, with you and uh, talking to these followers. So what kind of beer are you drinking this week, Andrew? Introduce us. Yeah, so I'm in a very unique situation at the moment. <laughs> I am currently recording this episode from a McDonald's. Their Wi-Fi is stellar, but the reason I'm at McDonald's, I am on a week-long trip, and it's kind of a conference where I have this camper, and I work with New Camp, the producers of this camper, for this week-long conference that they invite all of their owners back to this awesome campsite right next to their factory. And I'm one of the brand ambassadors for one of their campers, which I absolutely love. So I snuck away from the conference for a little bit to record this. So being in McDonald's, I do not have a beer with me. However, I do have a blue raspberry frozen Fanta. It's brand <laughs> new at McDonald's. They are delicious. So if you go to movie theaters, they have those like spinny things that have like those cherry and Coke drinks in them. They're like a mix between a slushy and kind of like ice cream frozen dessert. McDonald's now has them at least in kind of the Mansfield, Ohio area. They are delicious. If you were able to find one, I recommend it. Wait, wait, does that have, that sounds like something that have dairy in it. It actually does not. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, but it has no yeah. dairy. Like, this is the life, man. Okay, okay. I, I respect it, but, you know, maybe you should have just stuck in some vodka and added that to it so you're at least sharing an alcoholic beverage with me. But, you know Yo. what? I guess I'll drink alone this week. It's kind of <laughs> sad. Well, if I could do that, I would because that would be delicious to add a little kick to this. But, yeah, tell me about your beer. 
Okay, well, uh, I got a, actually another cool one this week. Um, let me crack it open here. I have a, uh, it's a Great Lakes Brewing Company Commodore Perry IPA. I'm drinking another IPA this week because uh, I know in, in last week's episode I, I discussed, I'm, I'm usually a dark beer uh, connoisseur. I like I like my stouts and porters, but uh, last week's beer um, was delicious. It was an IPA, um, a Voodoo Ranger. And I, I absolutely loved it. So I figured, you know, why not try another one this week? Maybe I do like IPAs more than I thought. So uh, it's through Great Lakes Brewing. And for a little information on Great Lakes Brewing for you, um, it's actually a really cool company, too. I keep finding these really cool breweries and realizing they have these really cool stories. So uh, Great Lakes Brewing was founded in 1986 in Cleveland, Ohio, by brothers Pat and Dan Conway, which I know you work with your brother. And um, actually, here's something I'm going to talk about in just a little bit. I'm, I'm hoping to be working with my brother here a decent bit in the future. So it's really cool hearing that it was two brothers that founded it. Um, but yeah, 1986, it was founded after the last brewery in Cleveland has closed. Uh, so they, the last brewery there had closed, and they recruited the, uh, the head brewmaster from that, that brewery that had closed. And then uh, it was also the first brewery, microbrewery in Ohio. So another cool fact about it. And they based all their flavors on experiences of their European travels, much um, much like the New Belgium beer, Voodoo Ranger, that I had last week. So it's kind of interesting that uh, a lot of these big beer companies have actually found their uh, flavors overseas. Um, and then one last cool thing about it is, so they started in 1986, and just through a lot of hard work and, like, obviously some great beers, the company has grown to be, the as of 2015, the 28th largest brewery in the United States. So... Uh, they're pretty large uh, for coming out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sorry, excuse me, coming out of Cleveland, Ohio. So, pretty cool, pretty cool brewery. And I'm gonna take a sip here and see how it tastes. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I love all the history too. I think that's one of my favorite parts about learning of some of these new beers, especially based in Ohio. You can't beat that. And then the brother connection, love that. So yeah, I run Twiffle with my brother, so it's really cool to make that vibe going on. That's sweet. Yeah. And then just through uh, these two episodes and learning about these brews, I'm I'm learning a lot of them started around the same era. It seems like uh, I mean. They've, they've grown, microbreweries and breweries across the U.S. have grown exponentially here in the last 20, 30 years. Um, so I'm thinking a lot of these kind of started right as they started to take off. Obviously, this was the first one in Cleveland, or I mean, I guess the old one had closed, but uh, the only one in Cleveland at the time. So uh, maybe it was a little bit easier because they were an early ent- entry, um, but uh, still great beer and really cool story, and they've done a fantastic job. Love Beer's not half bad. Good. That's good. Yeah, I'm interested <laughs> to hear your review at the end of this, but. Now let's get serious. Let's get accountable. Hit me with your last week's accountability task that you were hoping to get done. Okay. Yeah. So uh, last episode, I mentioned doing all the landscaping around the house I'm living at. Um, I got that done. Well, pretty much done. So, you know, like if you live in a house and you have to take care of the yard and maintain maintain the property, um, you probably you probably dealt with this, especially as your beginner. But uh, I go through and I start pulling weeds and I start to like not know what are weeds and what are plants and flowers. So, you know, I get to that. I, I think I've left a few weeds that I think kind of look cool, but uh, I'm not sure. So I think I got it all done. But uh, on top of that, I also mentioned that there was a new business venture I was looking into and I just wanted to get some good research into it. And uh, not only have I done that, but I've gotten probably a decent bit further than just research at this point. Um, I've started to put together a plan, a pretty detailed plan on actually starting this venture. So uh, I'll share a little bit more about that later on, but uh, definitely got that knocked out and more. Heck yeah, dude. Good for you. I'm glad to hear you're making progress, especially a little extra progress than you weren't thinking of making. So 
Glad to hear that that's the case. What is next week's task for you? I uh, kind of want to, I sh- well, I created the shell for this new venture that I was uh, talking to you about, but uh, I kind of just want to get it even a little bit further. So it's kind of just keep rolling with this, this new idea and, uh, and get, get a few things set up. I can't go into too much detail about it, but uh, I want to get more things in place. There's three things, three things three things in particular i want to get the page set up i want to narrow down what we will act like our actual product lines and then a few methods of our sales and kind of kind of hash hash those out with uh with who i will be working with on this so i want to go a little bit further with that and i also have this side project through my main business curb appeal for for some family friends that i've been putting off and i need to get that done so i'm hoping to get that done sunday and i really need to so so that's another thing on my list in this next week Nice. So, so what about you? Uh, what, what were your, uh, what were you looking to get done last week, and were you able to achieve it? Yes, last week my very specific goal was to get seventy-five percent of the twelve-fold onboarding processes written, and I did not get that done. I think I got maybe two additional processes actually written, and then I left for this conference and have been doing crazy video production things at this conference. So I failed at that one. So going forward, next week's task is carried over from last week, and I want to get, again, 75% of the onboarding processes written for 12-fold, but I'm also adding an additional thing as well as somewhat of a punishment, also kind of a reward if I do get it accomplished for not getting the stuff done last week. But I want to sew at least two pocket squares. So I have this other little project that I'm working on called Happy Pocket. I have t-shirts, and I love t-shirts that have pockets on them, so I make these funky pockets, and then I sew them onto the t-shirts. So I want to keep pushing that forward because it's stalled a little bit just because I'm working on all these other things, but I just want to go ahead, get two pocket squares sewn on, and be ready to roll on that front. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Um, I know we can't, you can't always reach every goal, so at least you're out there trying. You're staying busy. It's not like you're not doing things. I know that. I know you're a hard worker, but... uh. Yeah, I, I'm going to expect you to do better for next week and have that stuff done. Yes, sir. We need to have some punishment. If I don't get it accomplished, you have to, like, come kick me in the shin or something. We, we thought about doing that for my uh, my main business, Curb Appeal. So, like, we do a lot of painting. And uh, since the beginning, me and my partner, we've decided as we grow and have more employees, we want to have, like, a wall, kind of like a wall of shame, that when you screw up big enough, it's going to just be this massive wall that, like, you paint a mirror on. And anytime you mess up, you got to stay after work and paint the entire wall and do a new mural on it. <laughs> oh, that's unique. That's kind of cool. Oh, I'm interested <laughs> to see uh, how often you have to get a new mural. I, I, d- <laughs> I don't know if that will ever happen, but I thought it was a cool idea. Yeah, man, that is super cool. No, I love to hear it. Okay, so let's continue on. And I'm glad to hear that you at least accomplished your task. So current business pieces of advice what do you have to share with the audience and it can necessarily not necessarily need to be a business advice but it could be just any advice that you have to help people further themselves and grow yeah so and that's kind of it's kind of this week my piece of advice kind of falls on both sides it can help you in business and just in life and once again a lot of these common sense but it's something that's that you got to take to heart and it's really true so one thing is like if you have a hard time taking care of yourself um which I, I often do. I don't do the best job of taking care of myself. I, I as you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I'm single and I live alone. So it's kind of easy not like to kind of lose track of just looking at myself and taking care of myself day in and day out. Um, 
So if you have a hard time doing that or you don't have someone like right beside you watching you and helping you along the way every day, um, just try to look up to those other people in your life um, and, and look to them and consider how they feel if you were sitting there not taking care of yourself. They want you to do better. And how would they feel if they knew that you're sitting around not doing the things you need to be doing, not not doing not taking care of yourself in a manner that that's going to make you a better person because you don't want to let those people down in life that you really care about. So think about those people and just try to do better for them. I know like some of that, like a big person in my life, well, big people in my life are my parents. So I really want to make my parents proud. They care about me immensely and they make that very obvious. So when I'm down or I'm not doing the things I need to be doing, I often just think of them and like, how would they feel if, if they knew what I was doing, if they knew I wasn't taking care of myself, I'm eating like crap and I'm not taking care of my priorities. Um, they'd be upset with me and they'd want me to do better. So I, I take that into account even when they're not around and just try to do better because of that. So just look to those people around you and think about them when you're, when you're down and not doing well and uh, try to strive to be better for them. Dude, that is absolutely great advice. So of course you do want to do that personally so you can continue to grow and you're in a healthy physical state, healthy mindset as well. But when you are able to add in that other extra factor of having the people in your life that love you, of course, they want to see you succeed too. So it's not necessarily just a selfish thing. You're also trying to get better for the people that you love, the people that are in your life. Like Drake. Drake is my dude. I'm trying to get better so that I can make Drake happy because if I'm happy, that's making him happy and vice versa. Yeah. It's, not, it's like not only doing things for yourself, but doing those things for those around you just to make yourself better because those people want the best for you and when they see you down you know it brings them down so being better for them making yourself better for them is not only good for you but it's, it's just healthy for the people around you and it helps motivate everyone else so it's kind of what we're doing with this podcast but uh just with with your loved ones in everyday life anyways enough about my uh my piece of advice how about you you got anything interesting for us i do mine is somewhat related to yours and a bit more on the personal side my advice would be to live your life to the fullest. Do not wait until it is too late. That's kind of the mindset that I remind myself of constantly. So I actually, again, I'm at this conference and I met this individual named Mary. She was telling me a story about how when she was a kid, she was at the deathbed of her grandmother and her grandmother gave her like one last piece of advice before she passed away. She said, it's much easier to say, I'm sorry, than it is to say, I wish I would have. So when you are on your deathbed, of course, you can't really go out and do those things that you wish you could have done. So I think for me, that's one of my biggest fears of being on my deathbed and saying, wow, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have taken that adventure. So that piece of advice is essentially saying, you never know when your time is up on this planet. So make sure that you are living life the way that you want to live life so that you go out every day and you're enjoying yourself, you're growing you're trying to work on your personal development. You're doing things that make you happy because ultimately you don't want to end up on your deathbed with regrets of not doing something. So that's my piece of advice. That, and that's so good. And you're so right there. Um, if, so actually on that note, so right before this, this big song that I've been listening to recently, um, it's called Live Before I Die by Mike Posner. And uh, I don't know if you know anything about Mike Posner. Uh, he, he has several big hits over the, the last very last years. Um, but uh, he, he recently in the last few years has found this light. Like he was he was very depressed for many years, but he, he realized that he just he, he needed to look in a new direction and just kind of change his life. 
And this song that he he put out after he kind of made the decision called Live Before I Die, it's about how he, he realized he just wasn't doing things that he really enjoyed. And he wanted to get out there and enjoy and live life before he was gone. Um, so he decided to walk across America. And he did. He, he set this goal and he just walked across America because it's just something that he, he wanted to do. He wanted to see all these places. And he, he did it. He reached his goals phenomenal. And after here recently, he just summited um, Mount Everest. So... Hold on, I'm getting a call here. Um, but yeah, so he did all these awesome things. Cause he just realized that he he needed to live before he died. Um, so that's exactly what you're saying. It, it's a great song. Go give it a listen. It will maybe motivate you to go out and do some of those things you've been wanting to do. So that's very cool. Very good piece of advice. Um, couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. And any of those little extra things that can help motivate you to do that too, whether that is having conversations with people like Mary that have taken that advice on and now she adventures around the country in her teardrop trailer because she just loves to adventure and experience new things and see our country and if maybe that is just listening to a song like you're talking about to get motivated to maybe make some of those smaller decisions where you are able to do more of those things that you love mm -hmm. in life and it's definitely a process so you kind of figure that out as you go but the first step is definitely thinking about and being more intentional on how you can do that but now drake what is one thing that you could use some help with what is one thing that you need from our audience um so i could use some advice on handling conflict so like i struggle with wanting to be liked by most people and conflict can kind of cause me discomfort because of that so like in business and everyday life I, I would like to hear how people deal with that conflict that necessary conflict that may be awkward may may come off to other people as you being mean but uh but you're just really trying to just do better and trying to help that other person do better. So how, how do you really deal with those situations and uh, and really approach them? Because I, I seem to struggle with doing that because I don't want to make someone else feel uncomfortable or upset. Yes, conflict can certainly be a difficult beast to tame. Now, you're going to experience conflict in a ton of different ways, and I don't love it either. I hate when you do have to go through that awkward wave of saying and telling somebody, hey, you're doing something wrong or I need you to do it differently. My best piece of advice on that front, which I would love to hear how other people engage with conflict and how they manage that, but from a team perspective, so with our team, we just make sure we have everything up front, clear communication, the goals are set so that we know when somebody doesn't hit it, it's much easier to say, hey, we both agreed on this as our goal and what you're going to do and how you're going to get there. If they didn't do that, then we can just bring that out and say, hey, what's up? Why weren't you able to get this accomplished? Is there something I can help you with so that you can accomplish that going forward? When you're able to frame it much more like that, not necessarily as, hey, you did something wrong. What's your problem? More so, hey, I see maybe you're struggling with this. How can I set you up for success in a better way? Yeah, that's, that's good. That's actually that's, that's some good advice right there, though. You kind of have that structure in place, though, so that you have those goals. You know what, what you're supposed to be doing, what others are supposed to be doing. So there's no miscommunication there. And then if someone's coming up short, you have that to reflect back on. So it's it's on them at that point. And you bringing it up is in no way you being mean or coming at that person. It's just you, you holding them accountable. Yep, exactly right. So that's the best way that I have been able to engage with conflict on that front. But again, there are probably hundreds of different ways that people have found to be effective, whether it is with larger teams, maybe it's individual one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah, anybody that's listening to this, please hit us up on Twitter. Let us know some of the best ways that you are able to mitigate and handle conflict. That would be greatly appreciated. Now I'll drop my area of need 
as well, the thing that I'm looking for some insight on from all of you. How the heck do you prioritize your tasks? Now, my task list is always very full. I have it organized by the different projects I'm working on. I have dates set for all of the different tasks that I need to accomplish so that I have a deadline so to make sure I'm always making progress. But for me, I sometimes struggle to prioritize the tasks that I want to get done sooner because there are certainly some things I need to get done. Client work specifically, we have to do a lot of different projects for a number of different clients, which is always fun. But at the same time, I talked about Happy Pocket a little earlier on in some of the tasks that I want to get accomplished this week. I want to work on that more. I want to get more shirts pumped out so I can actually take our website live and start seeing if people are interested in these cool pocket t-shirts as well. So I would love to know how people structure maybe their daily tasks or maybe they do it weekly or by month, but how do you create almost a hierarchy so you can inject some of those things you want to do versus some of the things you need to do? Yeah, that's really interesting. I could use some advice on that as well because, I mean, you know, you always have deadlines. I mean, with, when you have a deadline on something, it makes it a lot easier. You know, that has to be a high priority. But for those everyday tasks that you don't have a set deadline for, um, that just can kind of seem to just keep being pushed back and pushed back. Um, yeah, I can see where it's hard to ever try to actually put those high on the priority list. So I, I could use some advice on how to handle those as well and how to incorporate and make time for those and prioritize those in a way that they'll actually be achieved rather than just continue to be pushed back. Well, talking about a number of different projects, let's talk about <laughs> another one. Do you have a business idea that you want to share or flesh out with us today, Drake? Yeah. Um, so, well, I'm going to talk over real quick. I'll share a little bit more about my new venture that we were talking about. I, I shared a little bit last week. So I, I'm going ahead and moving forward with it. We, I, I'm going to be working with my brother on a uh, new e-commerce um, business, um, primarily operating through Facebook shops, um, particularly Facebook live shopping. So uh, I'm going to be bringing a shop live here in the next hopefully a few months um, doing a doing a live shop here, hopefully by the end of August. So I'm going to be doing a lot of work on that, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's something that kind of came to me relatively recently, um, seemed super feasible, seemed like something that I'd really enjoy to do, and um, I've always wanted to work with my brother. So that's uh, kind of been a new idea, but it's, it's evolving into more than just an idea at this point. It's hopefully going to be a real business before I know it. Um, but on top of that, something just a little bit more lighter, a little bit more light and fun. Um, have you, you ever owned a pair of Crocs? <laughs> I did when I was young, when they were kind of popular for the first time. And I didn't love them, to say the least. However, now that I'm more into like the camping community, they are almost indestructible. So you can kind of take them anywhere, like the, the bathhouse when you need to go shower, when you want to hang out. Even like small jaunts around, not a bad thing. So yeah, uh, what's going on with Crocs? It's, I love Crocs. I got my first pair this past winter, and they're phenomenal. They're comfy. They're just easy to slip on and slip off. And uh, yeah, like you said, they can kind of fit every setting, especially the outdoors. But uh, so scrolling is another thing. So scrolling through Facebook, because I do a lot of shopping on Facebook, um, I've, I've come across these like these cool little things you can add to your Crocs. So one of them being like spurs that you attach to uh, to the back of your Crocs, just to, you know, add some flair. Um, they also sell, uh, some people might not find this quite as funny or cool as I do, but uh, little nuts that hang from the back strap of your Crocs. I don't know if you've ever heard of truck nuts, 
but some people hang sacks from the back of their trucks and they now sell those for the back of your Crocs, which I just found completely hilarious. So based on those, I like did some thinking about it. I'm like, what else could you really add to a Croc? And the idea crossed my mind is they have all those little holes on the front and they sell these little uh, jiglets. I don't know what they're actually called. These little things that you can put in the holes just to kind of decorate your Crocs. But I thought, why couldn't you add some headlights? Why couldn't you just clip a little flashlight onto the front of your Crocs so that when you're walking, you're illuminating your path? Especially, like you said, they're good for outdoors. So why not light up your path and add some spotlights with some headlights to your Crocs? I thought that'd be awesome. You're not wrong, and I'm guessing. <laughs> it's just kind of a fun, unique thing, but I'm sure the camping community would be into that. Because one, if you have Crocs, you definitely like the utility of them. But they're almost not necessarily a joke to own, but they're like a little more quirky. Maybe that's the way to put it. Yeah. And you can, yeah, add things to them, customize them with those little, yeah, bead slash gimlet mm-hmm. things like you talked about. So yeah, it could be, be kind of cool. <laughs> I just thought that was funny, you know? I think I think they'd sell. I think people would buy it. Now, would it be a huge hit? I don't know, but uh, I'd, I'd put some on my crops if they were available. I, uh, I would certainly not put that past you. <laughs> I'm uh, very excited <laughs> to see you rocking your Crocs with some flashlights on real soon. Uh, well, that that was my uh, my life fun idea. So how about you? You got any cool business ideas? Yes. This is just kind of a random one that I've always had an issue with previously. So this is more like a problem-solving solution, and it's more so just an app. But it would be an app that reminds you to put on sunscreen when it detects high UV rays in your area. Whether I'm out camping or if I'm just out on a boat doing some wakeboarding, maybe just even in my backyard or even at a soccer game, I always forget to put on sunscreen. And I know that the more exposure you have to the sun, the more likely you are to develop melanoma and other skin cancers. Not a fan of that. Do not want that to happen. And I really do want to protect my skin going forward. So sunscreen is a great way to do that. My issue is I can never ever remember. So our smartphones are continuing to get smarter. They know some of your location, the weather in your area, and there is like a UV ray monitor. And there are some apps that are out there like that. So if they could just kind of mish all that together and let me know when I'm in an area that has high UV rays and send me a little little notification to say, hey, yo, you're in a high UV ray area. We can tell you're outside. Maybe put on some sunscreen. That would be nice. Yeah, honestly. So I work outside every day, and I continuously fail to wear sunscreen. I got a nice base tan. I don't really get burnt, but I do know that sunscreen is incredibly important, like you mentioned, for all those causes. But uh, I I could use that. I could use that extra just reminder because even if I didn't do it the first three times, after I've been reminded enough, I'm like, damn, okay, I'm going to wear this sunscreen. I've been reminded enough. This is bad. I need to do it. And... Yeah, that'd be helpful. If, if it's, it's a little bit extra motivation, too, and just putting that sunscreen on. Not even so much if I forget, but it will at least, like, motivate me more so to do it as well. So I like that idea. I think that that's actually has um, really, really great, great service to people, um, helping keep them healthy. Yeah, it'd be cool. So if there are any uh, app developers out there that are interested in making that happen, let me know. I'll be one of the first to sign up and would be happy to beta test it for you. So please, go at it. Now, Drake, how you doing? Just a little personal check-in. How's life going for you? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, last week, I was lot, I was pretty far behind on work, just struggling, just 
being behind was causing me to just kind of lack motivation and just not be as energized. But uh, like I said, kind of turned things around, got a little optimistic to remind myself there's always good things to be working hard for. So uh, I was able to get back at it this week and kind of tackle this project and kick some butt at work. Um, so we're catching up and we're just doing a great job. So that's really got me energized and motivated and feeling better. And also, like, I, like I've talked about, this new venture has just got me really pumped and super excited to be working on something new um, with someone I really care about. So I'm just I'm just really good. And I'm in a really good place right now, really happy. And I'm looking forward to making some bigger moves here soon and just, I don't know, just enjoying life, man. Dude. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. As from last week, you've picked it up and you're feeling better getting more stuff done. That's great. On a, a personal note, again, we have a buddy named Tyler Spalt who has actually joined our Twitter space. So T. Spalt, if you uh, would love to share some of your current goals so that we can help you stay accountable, my dude, we would love to do that. So feel free. Feel free to join us. Yeah, Drake, glad to hear that. As from last week, a little down, trying to get more things done this week. You did. You're feeling better. I'm glad to hear it, my dude. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. How are we? And I, I never got to hear. How are you doing? You doing pretty well? Dude, life is good. I can't complain. I am a little bit stressed out just because I'm at this week-long conference. So we actually stay in our camper for a full week, which is a blast. And I love it. And I'm actually an ambassador for New Camp. I have one of their campers and I create content for them. It's so much fun. But I'm not able to have great cell reception. So I can't get a ton of progress made on stuff, as you can see from me not accomplishing my task from last week. But it is still such a blast. There's so many awesome people that also have these cool teardrop campers. So I'm having a super fun week. So I can't put that under the rug. Yeah, that sounds really cool. It sounds like it's pretty cool that you get experience opportunities like that with, with your business and what you do. So kudos to you. Sounds good. I'm glad to hear you're having a good time. Thanks, man. Okay, now hit us. What is your beer review? So, you know, I was going off of last week after having a really good IPA and, you know, kind of changing my feelings on them. And uh, this week, you know, I remember why I don't like IPAs. Too hoppy, just not my style of beer, not, not, my, not my forte. Um, not to mention, it's also 7.7% alcohol content, so it's a bit strong. So it's a bit on the strong side, so don't know if I'd really drink this one again. Probably not. Um, and that being said, I'd probably give this like a 2 out of 5. Okay. Yeah, definitely a lower score. So not something that I would be tempted to try out. And maybe those who like IPAs like this, but no, nah, I don't like the, the really hoppy taste. This has a lot of hops in it. It's just a bit too strong for my liking. Yeah, it's fair. I'm not, I'm not too mad about hoppy tasting beers. It's more so the undertone notes and taste that they inject with it. So I could dabble in that world because it's not really on the dark side, which is not where my taste buds lie. But I will give you just a quick review of the delicious <laughs> drink that I have been drinking, which is the Blue Raspberry Frozen Fanta from McDonald's. I would absolutely give this a four out of five. It's delicious on a warm day. Snag this in the drive-thru. It's probably not even more than a dollar. Sit out by a pool. This is the drink you want to have. Plus, I would give it a five. If you could just add a dash of vodka in there, dude, this would be lights <laughs> out. So if you are able to try it, totally recommend it. But yeah, if you can splash that vodka in there, that's that's the way to go. Okay, I'm going to get to my nearest McDonald's. I'm going to give it a try then. Dude, it is good. Plus, they have three options for you. I'm only doing the Blueberry Fanta, but they also have the Coca-Cola version and a Cherry version. So we got options. I don't know how I feel about the Coca-Cola one. Blue yeah. Fanta sounds good. I think you made the right choice there. 
Yeah, I could never get into the Coca-Cola ones because I know they have them at some stores and things like that and like Speedway, but yeah, I could never get into the Coca-Cola tasting ones, but yeah. it is what it is. Especially man. after, especially after you probably, so we're both soccer fans here, especially after what just happened for Ronaldo. Dude, I'm not even going to lie to you. I have no idea what is going on with the Euros because I've had well, no connection. It was just at the Euro conference. He, uh, he had some Coca-Cola they staged in front of him on the uh, conference table. Um, during like a, a live a live viewing or a live broadcast, and he just like took them both down and like told people to drink water. <laughs> that's so sweet. I'll have to look that up. I mean, that's, that's another cool. reason why this is a four and not a five because it is like straight sugar. So it's definitely <laughs> yeah. not a healthy drink for you. But Drake, well, I would love you to hit me with one thing before I close us here. One little little last piece of wisdom to send our listeners. Whoa, how are you going to throw this? I don't have much wisdom up in my head. Yes, you do. But uh, I don't know. One piece of wisdom is just um, if, if you're not happy with where you are right now, make a change. Um, you know, I I, uh, I feel kind of monotonous in my, my day-to-day business, so I've, I've wanted to add something else to it. So I've, uh, I've kind of added that now with, with this new venture I'm doing, and it's just brought a lot of happiness into my life. So. Not to say I was done or fed up with, with everything else that I'm doing, but I just I want something else. I just wasn't completely fulfilled. So I'm going out there, I'm making it happen, and I'm already way happier. So, And I just feel more motivated in my day-to-day life. So if you aren't happy, go out and make a change. Boom. Great advice. Well, thanks for joining us on Accountability. Hopefully this helps you stay more accountable in your personal and your professional lives. Join our Accountability Society Cappuccino group to take your accountability to the next level. It's fun. We'll just hang out there and chat. You can stay in touch with us and other accountability nerds to ensure you're hitting your goals. If you are interested, you'll be able to find the invite link in the latest accountability, accountability, Twitter thread, and in the podcast show notes. We will see you there. 